0: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Bella Hookman's Curse. As always, I am your host, Steve Sutherland, alongside Julian Amarante. Julian, it's been a pretty interesting last couple of weeks for football, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think uh,
1: these are kind of like um, a cluster of weekends where I believe a lot is going to be defined and determined. I mean, I, I, what I mean by that is when the season comes to the close, I think a lot of people will be looking back at these weeks. And you know, saying these were momentous games during the
0: season. Squeaky bum time.
1: Yeah, as, yeah, it was, as it
0: would be referred to
1: as by uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. I've actually liked that phrase quite a bit. Um, yeah, no, there's a, a lot that's gone on. I think in in all all of the European, well, the major European leagues, anyways. That that I think. Will determine the outcome uh, of uh, of uh, the championships across the
0: the big three, anyways. Well, and last week was certainly interesting, with really no team doing well. Chelsea losing the four 0 to Bournemouth, yeah. Leicester holding Liverpool, City losing to Newcastle, United being held. Tottenham, uh, although Tottenham did have a comeback against Watford uh, in that in their match, but. Overall, mm-hmm. there were a lot of surprise results last week, and then this week seems things have kind of settled down a little bit more.
1: The football seems to be really good. I mean, the quality football and uh, and and the results and the games actually are exciting, which I uh, which is really really something I think that is is something we should all be thankful for.
0: Yeah, and I think something else that I, I know Julian and I are very thankful for um, is. Bridget and Caitlin taking on uh, the podcast last week on, on women's supporters in football. Julian, do you have any thoughts on it? I
1: thought it was a marvelous fo- uh, podcast. I, I wouldn't even go so far as to say it's the best one we've we've, absolutely. we've done, and we didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we were hoping to have them both on t- today's pod, but uh, due to scheduling and planning, you know, just things got in the way, we will most likely have them on next week, uh, depending on their schedules, of course. And uh, we're really hoping that uh, as we shape this uh, podcast, that they become actually a, a regular, if not a weekly feature for us. And uh, we hope they consider that before they start their own pod, yeah. <laughs> which would be really good. I would, I would think. Uh, I really want to say that it was, it was just. Uh, quality stuff. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it and anybody I passed it on to just gave me back like positive feedback all around. So uh, thank you very much. Greatly appreciated.
0: So for today's pod, we're going to kind of be the same as usual in our, in our review, although we've done some switching up. So we're going to start with uh, Portugal, the Primera. We'll move to France, the Ligue 1, Uh, move on to Germany, the Bundesliga, Syria, and then La Liga. We'll take a quick break. When we come back from that break, we'll uh, we'll dive into what appears to be the mess at TFC with Giovinco, and then finally uh, we'll wrap up with the EPL because you know Julian and I can talk about the EPL for hours upon hours. So first off, we'll head over to the Primera. Nothing really standing out here. Uh, although Braga sitting in second place in in the league, uh, Porto. Uh, Only three points ahead of them, although with a game in hand, Benfica uh, sitting in third place, also with a game in hand, can move up to second place with a win. uh, And Vitoria,
1: Vitoria, uh, I think it's Vitoria Setubal, uh, fifth place, which is also very, very, very interesting. Um, I mean, not much to say here. I mean, it's pretty much business as usual, aside with Braga, what? Hurts me because they actually are one of my favorite clubs. Is Benfica, Uh, and and and, um, I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering if uh, we can get Gil to kind of uh, send us some feedback as to what is really going on there. My guess is that they just depleted a little bit too much over the last couple of years. They've really sold some of the real outstanding players, but uh, you know, uh, it looks like to me that you know. I, I I I it's a tight race between the top two um I'd be surprised if Braga overtakes Porto um you know Portugal seems to have the same problems that the Italians do when it comes to close matches sometimes you know with referees and stuff like that let's hope that's not the case um but uh I I, I must say it, it's it's tough to watch Benfica in third I'd like. I, I, I This is a look. I, let me let me in the interest of full disclosure. This is a club that I'd like to see break Belchutman's curse and actually win a a continental trophy at some point soon. Because damn it, it's long overdue.
0: Quite possibly that their women's team ends up doing that. Mm-hmm. So they're currently on an absolute torrid pace in the in the women's uh, division. Um, Undefeated this season, haven't allowed a single goal, and they've scored 168 goals so <laughs> it's un- far.
1: It's unbelievable. I mean, it's got to be indication of just the, the lopsidedness of the league. But also, I mean, you know, Benfica as an organization, as a sporting association, is uh, really uh, something to be looked at from the outside looking in. It, it, it covers a gamut of sports and athletics. And I think that's what you're seeing in terms of, you know, they're they're the first ones in and with regards to women's football in Portugal. So,
0: yeah. So uh, we're going to move on now to uh, Ligue 1 in France. A few things to to talk about here. Uh, I guess we'll start with probably one of the most interesting things. And it's happening pretty close to the bottom of the table. Monaco, uh, I have to say you called it. Uh, I thought Henri was going to do well. Uh, I was wrong. He's been let go and Jardim has been brought back.
1: You know, it's weird because I kept saying that he needed to start at a very small club and then work his way up. Um, And, you know, when he got to Monaco, I thought, "Uh oh, this is just a little bit too big. It's too big of a problem for him to solve. But then I also thought that this is Ligue 1 and it doesn't have, uh, you know, as much as, shall we say, the kind of pressures that the premiership or, or even Serie A has. But, um, you know, uh, this is a strange situation there when you think about it, right? To bring in the old coach that they just fired to to replace the one that they brought in to save, you know, the legacy coach. And, I mean, if you listen to Julien Laurent, uh, the the journalist, I think he works with ESPN primarily. I also think he does stuff with The Guardian. You know, one of the things that he was saying was that uh, the situation there is uh, he... Um, was too much of a pundit, as opposed to a coach, and came in with, you know, the attitude that I think, um, very, very high demanding, high standards. And, you know, I I think that, you know, that comes with the kind of apprenticeship as a coach. You know, I mean, look, I don't think I'm saying anything controversial here when we say that, Henry can be a bit of a prickly character, right? And uh, that might be the problem here. You know, uh, his message is not getting by. He's a smart football guy. There's no doubt. He knows the game. I mean, I love watching him as a pundit. I think he's always spot on. But, you know, being a pundit and being a coach are two different things. So I wish him well. I I, I want to see him succeed as a coach. I just don't think this was the right, right choice for him.
0: Uh, PSG obviously sitting at the top of the table uh, headed into the Champions League in a couple well not next week but the week after yeah. next. However, without Neymar, without Neymar out 10 weeks with a foot injury. Now this is really interesting. So this is the uh in the last 5 years he has missed this time period of games because it's his sister's birthday. Yeah. So thoughts, comments we're not going to talk too much about the Champions League as, uh, no, as an I option, mean, but no, do you, do you think this could have an adverse effect on PSG? Not so much in the league, and they're out of the cup already. Could this affect them in the Champions League?
1: Well, it shouldn't. I mean, think about it. Look at look look at what, what, what how they're gonna line up. Okay, it's gonna be Cavani and Mbappe. I mean, if that's your second string, uh, I mean, the, you know, my goodness, like th- that, those are two. Those were world-class strikers. So, I mean, if they play to their potential, there's no reason that they should, you know, basically see a Manchester United off that's kind of with a new coach and a new regime. But then again, United hasn't lost in, what, 10 matches now? And they look like they're they're out to prove a point. So, I mean, to me, I know we weren't going to talk about the Champions League today, but if there's a team that's that's ripe for the picking, as PSG uh, and, but then again, you know, do you have any sympathy for them? Do I? Yeah. No. No, no, of course not. I mean, like this, this is this is what's wrong with football, right? You know what I mean? PSG, Man City, uh, they represent everything that is wrong with the modern game in terms of money right now. So I mean, if they go good ratings, and if they slip in the in the league, well, damn it, it's about time we have some parity. You know what I mean?
0: Last comments on we. i I'm not going to surprise you with this one. So Balotelli plays his first game for Montpellier on Friday. Montpellier or his, Marseille? Marseille, sorry, sorry you're yeah, correct. Yeah, Marseille. Uh, and scores his first goal. Your your father made some interesting comments about the state of football in Italy and racism and chasing players out. out. Did you want to share? Because that's a really good story.
1: Well, well I mean, my, my, my dad has this idea. And I think I have to agree with him in large part, but not in full part. Um, you know, that, that, you know, players of color and players of, of, uh, you know, the uh, minorities, uh, are, you know, they're not considered Italian, you know, or, and like, I mean, who, you know, is an Italian citizen. Okay. And, uh, this idea that, you know, uh, You know, that well, he's not really Italian. He's of Ghanaian origin. I think it's it's shameful. And I think in many ways at Balotelli, uh, this is one of the pressures. I mean, he's not exactly, uh, you know, uh, the most, uh, shall we say, stable individual, but. You know, how could you be stable when you, you're you're you got bananas being hurled at you and uh you know
0: apes ape noises throughout throughout the have morning. Italian strikers of this generation been stable though? Like let's, well, let's really mean,
1: look at I mean I mean well football players in general in their twenties are complete assholes. I mean let's put it that way. But uh you know Balotelli, uh I love Balotelli. Let me say that. Like Mario Mario Belotelli, to me, uh had had somebody been able to shake him by the lapels and say, listen, you've got an opportunity. He came out very much around the same time as Messi and Ronaldo. And I I don't think he could be included in the conversation, but you know, he could have left his mark. And I mean, don't forget this guy was playing for Inter Milan at 18 years old, 17 years old and making differences. So, I mean, I wish him the well, he's completely out of shape. He smokes more than I do. So uh, I I just hope he can turn it around at Marseille. All
0: right, moving on to the Bundesliga. Yay, Dortmund! Uh, and much Gladbach moving ahead. Well, that's my club, of, day, man. Uh, moving ahead of Bayern after this weekend as well. Uh, they're level on points, but it is the goal differential that that separates the two. Uh, Dortmund looks great still. I don't think we really have much to say about them. But again, Bayern lost. No, it's just great. But you know, man, like let's 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 be honest here okay
1: there's something beautiful going on in in german football right now in terms of the game's revolution the scouting of players the organization of clubs the changes of styles uh the way the players are being manipulated in terms of like uh, within a scheme i mean there was an article out uh, too much to my chagrin about the fact that the number 10 is becoming obsolete i think much of that has become because of the way the Germans have kind of structured the way football and the way they're exporting this kind of ideas out there uh, to me that would be a very very sad and ugly development if we rule out the number 10 but you know you can't i can't change these courses well
0: in, in football it's cyclical we know that these types of things happen
1: let's hope so okay uh because it seems like this is becoming more of an athlete's game than the the philosopher's game but that being said Still exciting to watch, still very interesting to watch, but I would take one creative player over a team of track stars. I mean, it's very frustrating. I mean, like just let me hear a comment about Borussia Dortmund in particular. Borussia Dortmund is right now maybe one of the most informed teams in all of Europe. They look phenomenal. They look fantastic. They are all young. But it's like it's like watching robots play, okay? It's, you know, I mean, this like the same – they'll keep running the same drills. They'll keep running the same drills. I mean, this is what I think makes Messi such a great player, and this is one of the things that I used to remember of the 90s. You know, sure, the teams would always play the ball wide and cross it in and play those kind of like, you know, standard drills. But it would always be, you know, when you couldn't break the other team down, you know, and you just kept doing the kind of robotic crosses and, you know, the, the trios. When you couldn't break a team down, it would always be a one or two players like a Roberto Baggio, right? Or uh, Eric Cantona, who would do something magical from the position of, the, of, the, of either the false nine or the ten and, uh you know, change the course of the game. We're not seeing that anymore. And, uh, you know, and I want to say that whatever is coming out of, uh, out of Germany, I mean, you just take a look. At, look, look at the five teams, man. I mean, we've got we got Dortmund, Mönchengladbach, Bayern, okay, Bayern, Leipzig. I know, I know, we, we bristle, but nonetheless, uh, then, then we got Frankfurt. These are, you know, this is an unconventional top five usually. But what's amazing about it is all those teams have these particular styles and these coaches that are like gurus. And it's really it's really exciting to watch. Unfortunately, and we can comment towards this on the end, uh, Sports World doesn't show these games, or Sportsnet here in Canada, shows the Bundesliga, but... We only get it if we subscribe to the Sports World channel, which is just it's it's it, it, it's 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 terrible. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, for our regular Canadian watch, Alfonso Davies did get some time on the pitch, yep. thirteen minutes. Uh, didn't stamp too much of an influence there, but young coming into a team like that. I have a question for you. Wouldn't
1: you want to see Alfonso Davies play at Dortmund rather than
0: Bayern? Well, yeah, I don't want him to pick up things from Ribery and Robin. Yeah. That's really the only reason I would say that he would be just masterful within, yeah. within that setup. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to Syria, which we have a lot to talk about. Before we jump into that, a very happy belated birthday to one of your favorite strikers uh, to have played in Syria, Batistuta. Turned oh, fifty yeah. years yeah. old a few oh, days ago. Well, he's
1: one of my favorite strikers of all time.
0: Favorite goal that he scored.
1: My favorite goal was yeah. against Barcelona in the first leg of the semifinals for, I think it was the Cup Winners' Cup. And uh, it, was, it was Barcelona against Fiorentina, and they were in the Camp Nou. And Fiorentina, I believe, won that game 2-1, and Batistuta scored a scorcher, ran to the corner post, and you know, put his finger to his lips, and this shh, which was unbelievable. I mean, there's so many, but that was one of my most favorite ones. I mean, fantastic player.
0: Okay, so I'm going to let you take over into this one. Well, I mean,
1: we'll start. I guess the best way to do this is to start from top to bottom. Uh, Juventus has allowed six goals in four days. They were cleanly beaten by Atalanta, which was a, a joy to watch. Not only was it a joy to watch because Juventus lost, but this small provincial team, which has been surprising everybody for the last three years, just played them right off the pitch. It was phenomenal. And, you know, they struggled the week before against Lazio. And then yesterday, they were up 3-0 to watch a Parma inspired by Gervinho. What an extraordinary uh, display demonstration. Uh, they ended up tying 3-3. So
0: Parma's down in 12th. Yeah, so Parma's
1: down. But, you know, Parma, uh, uh, you know, in the 90s, this is a club that won the UEFA Cup twice and the Cup Winners Cup once. And they finished second place in Serie A. So I'm glad to see them coming back. But Juventus, is they, they do not look invincible anymore. And I'm not sure if something's going on here, whether there is problems in terms of concentration or internal problems, or maybe they're finally being figured out. And uh, I mean, we're not supposed to talk about the Champions League, but if they don't solve this problem quick, we talked about PSG being right for the picking. Tell me that you know uh, El Cholo Simeone is not watching what's going on there
0: and, and making
1: notes. Yep. you know, I, they're 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 going to find themselves in very tough against Atletico Madrid. Right. So, and uh, but you know, I, I, I'm happy. Uh, I don't see them slipping. That much that they'll lose the championship, uh, but, um, you know, I have the pen to win the Champions League. Um, the way I see it is if they don't get past, if they get past Atletico Madrid, I, I, I think they're a shoe in to the final. Uh, however, getting past Atletico Madrid is going to be really difficult.
0: Oh. Uh, Napoli sitting in second still.
1: Well, I mean, I'm glad that they lost in the Coppa Italia to uh, my my beloved Milan, 2-0. But they put on another masterful display yesterday. I mean, and, and I want to comment about this later because uh, we did talk about the ESPN thing. We're going to come back to Napoli again afterwards in uh, in when we talk about the premiership because of Maurizio Sauri and all of that stuff. But I want to say one thing. Um, Carlo Ancelotti has done an extraordinary job with this team. Like, he's changed their style, and he's really kind of, uh, um, he's he's changed, like, he's he's taken a team that had a particular style and changed the style with the same players and has kept them where they were last year, okay? I mean, they should be in the Champions League, but they're not. But fantastic football play.
0: Uh, Milan and Roma play today.
1: <sighs>
0: uh,
1: I'm going to be biting my fingernails this afternoon. Uh, it's a big game for Milan, big game. Um, you know, and Roma's going to be missing Jacko after him spitting in the face of, of, of the referee. I think he's going to be missing a lot of football for a while. Uh, Roma was just pathetic against Fiorentina the other day, losing 7-1. Uh, I think that's going to be a really tightly played game. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Roma has been kind of like inching up closer and closer and closer, and they kind of need this Champions League. So, uh, they, 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 they could potentially give uh, Milan a run for their money. Inter, third place. Th- th- so inconsistent. So inconsistent. And and now Perisic wants to
0: leave, you know. Basta. There are going to be issues. Let him go. No. Let him go. Uh, last question for you Quagliorella, who went on just an absolute torrid pace uh, of scoring. Um, uh, expected yeah he's talented guy man and I mean you you know his
1: story about how he was basically uh taunted by a, a policeman and his career just kind of went sideways because of that uh he never wanted to leave Napoli now he's at Sampdoria but uh He's and he's a good guy. He's a good guy, so I'm very happy for him playing some beautiful football. Actually, Sampdoria is playing some interesting football. The team that I'm actually really impressed with right now is Lazio. Lazio, despite uh, uh, you know the kind of ineptitude of uh, one of the Inzaghi brothers, uh, has been playing really, really well. Well, I mean, th- none of them can coach. I'm sorry. Everybody has this idea that they're good coaches. They're 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 really not. Um, but uh, also. What is it uh Botang leaving Sassuolo, of all places for Barcelona so you look look I'm gonna say this for the for those of you who have who have uh, shit all over Italian football for the last few years, you don't know what you're missing man last week I think there was something like forty two goals in, in the whole week uh it's it, it, it's 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 very very good football uh and uh it's getting tight the races are getting very tight uh Juventus seems to be maybe moving into crisis. It would be fantastic to see them lose a few more. uh, But uh, that might be wishful thinking. Uh,
0: Moving on to Spain, La Liga. Uh, Barca held yesterday uh, by Valencia. But Messi again, the magician with with two more goals.
1: Well, last week I watched them play uh, with Carlos. And uh, just to watch Messi's composure. I mean, I think it's a blip. I mean, uh, I, 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 think, I think Barca, uh, what are they, how many points?
0: Uh, six points ahead, but Atleti do play today.
1: Yeah, well, I still think, I, I, I'd still have to give Barca the edge. Uh, Atletico Madrid seems to be like a bit of a sleeper team <laughs> always we don't know there's still a lot of football to play but if I had to guess I, I definitely have to give them the the, uh, uh, the thumbs up and you can see that Sevilla has fallen off the mark as Real Madrid has passed them um,
0: Same with Alves yeah, which has yeah. been S- said but-
1: yeah, Sid Lowe said something really 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 important the other day he says watch Real Madrid from here on into the season he goes. This is when they begin to play, and uh, he goes. You know, he wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the semis, if not the finals of, of the Champions League again, and started to push their way to the to the thing to the towards. No, he's towards a Real thing. Madrid supporter. Well, we we I mean we don't know that. I mean we we speculate. He definitely has a soft spot for them, I would say. Uh, I, I I don't hear him. You know, rarely. Uh, he, well, he likes to protect them. Let's just say that, okay, um, but. Look at the numbers. Uh, yeah, they're there. They're going to be there, and you know, we kind of said that. I said never underestimate this this team.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's hope that uh, they cool off.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I don't think so. I, I actually think that they're starting. Well,
0: it's uh, been it's you know. Benzema has been scoring goals.
1: Well, he needs to. It's about time. You know what I mean? Well,
0: maybe now that Ronaldo's gone, yeah, he has, he's having the opportunities. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else you wanted to comment? Uh, the only other thing I want to bring up was that 6-1 victory that Barca had over Sevilla uh, we, in the Copa.
1: I thought they were out. I thought they were out, and they turned it around. I mean, the team played amazing. And
0: Coutinho had a great game. Artur had a great game. The, the team goal that Messi scored uh, to yeah. death was incredible.
1: You know, I mean, like, we talk about Messi's goal, goal scoring um uh, uh, prolific, uh, you know, the guy's prolific when it comes to scoring goals, but the guy gives just the best passes. His passing is is, is so outstanding. It, it, it's something to marvel. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much decided, I think. Uh, I mean, the real races to me now are actually now to see who's going to stay up.
0: Okay? Yeah, that uh, would be interesting. Stuani as the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Third highest score in-
1: Well, I mean, Uruguayans right across the board, Ben. I mean, Betancourt at uh, Juventus. Uh, Torreira. At-, Torreira at, at Arsenal. Stuani here. Uh, there's another generation of Uruguayan football players coming up, and uh, they're going to be something to watch over the next few years.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the curious case of Sebastian Jovinko and then jump over to the EPL. And we are back. Uh, Going to jump into the curious case of Sebastian Giovinco. Um, what do you think? Uh, so he's been sold to, to Al Ali, which actually leads into our our, our podcast that will come out later this week on, on Asian football.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Um, if I'm Toronto's management, I think they did it a piece of business. And I understand what he means to the club. I understand that, you know, that clubs should actually retain these kind of guys in some capacity or another. But, you know, uh, I actually think that Toronto is in this very, 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 very – or TFC, sorry.
0: It's precarious. Yeah,
1: they're in in a situation where I think that they have to start beginning the process of rebuilding. And I think that they – you know, a lot of times holding on to a player or getting rid of them, it's all about timing. And, yeah – you know, I, I know that he wanted to say he had put that stuff out on his Instagram account that, you know, he was disappointed, uh, because he was willing to take a pay cut and, uh, you know, they weren't, they weren't willing to go, but I, I think that this was a, a smart move. Uh, it's sad that he went to, to, to uh, it's Saudi Arabia, right? Al yeah, i yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that he went there, uh, you know, but, uh, I think I think TFC was just thinking, you know, rationally and, you know, thinking in terms of the future. I think they did the right thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough because um, do you think that – he hasn't had as many injuries as Altidore. Do you think it may have been smarter for them to try to cash in on Altidore, who's younger, and they probably could have gotten more back for him?
1: Well, let me ask you, okay? What do you think is going to happen to Altidore and Bradley this year as they're going into the final years of their contract?
0: Well, Altidore is in the final year. Yeah. Um, I I really did actually expect him. There were a lot of teams in Mexico that were very interested in bringing Josie Altidore in. Uh, I, I thought he, he could have left. I, I think I was a little surprised to see Giovinco go, considering they also got rid of Vasquez. Yeah. So they don't really have that player now that, that will link up play, yeah. Because they both could do that. Uh, not to say that TFC doesn't have players. Uh, Jonathan Dosorio has has played that link up role f- fairly well and did score a fair amount of goals for them last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in. There, they, there are talks of uh, a couple of different Algerian or Moroccan players that uh, have been discussed. Do I? Th- I think they need to go and find somebody who. Was at the same level Giovinco was uh, when he came in.
1: Well, Giovinco was the scoring machine, like you know. I mean, and you, that you can always counter him from that kind of production. But I mean, it's 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 tough, right? I mean, we know that he he, he means a lot to the club. He was there during the perhaps the the, the greatest season. Oh, well, easily. Yeah, and uh, you know, right. I mean, I understand, but. I think that, uh, I mean, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Altidore and Bradley. I'm curious to see what they're going to do in terms, because if they don't have a plan and they sold them without a plan, then there's some real serious management issues in that club. But I don't think their coach is that dumb. I think he's actually a pretty sharp cookie. And I think that they've got an idea of where they want to go so
0: they brought so this is a new manager it's not a new coach on the pitch and, yeah. but it's a new man new member of the management team that helped to make the decision who well, hadn't been there very long and they decided to sell it so yeah
1: well yeah. I mean like you know there's no loyalty in football anymore like that especially and, and if you guys are thinking that the MLS is gonna be like like Ipswich town in the 1980s
0: uh, it, it ain't gonna be like that okay yeah. okay Uh, okay. uh so at the end of the day, good decision, bad decision. How do you think the spirits? Uh, me
1: personally, I think it was a good piece of business for TFC. I think they got rid of an asset at a time. I, I think that the longer they would have held on to him, and I'm talking one more season, I think his value would have would have plummeted. Uh, like Jovinko, Jovinko, I mean, it's, listen, this is there's it's not an accident that he didn't end up on the first team at Juventus. It's not an accident that he he left Italy to come to the MLS. Uh, is he a gifted player? Certainly. He has beautiful moves. He scores beautiful free kicks. He scores great goals. But Jovinko is a player of another time. Okay, uh, He doesn't like to run. The game is now all about grids and positioning. And uh, Jovinko found his way in the MLS because, let's face it, the MLS is is a grade, maybe, maybe two grades less than what is on the continent of Europe.
0: Okay. That's fair. Uh, moving on, uh, let's jump into the EPL. Uh, so we've got City playing Arsenal right now. City uh, Kuhn has scored. Uh, it is now two one for City. Well, you know when Kuhn scored what
1: in the first uh, one, first minute. You always think that when when City scores in like you know the first five minutes that they're going to score six goals, but it hasn't been happening lately. And, and and you know against Newcastle too, you know, and my man Benitez.
0: He pulled. He pulled one hand uh, on uh, Guardiola the other day. Well, you know, he couldn't win the premiership at Liverpool, but God, if he maybe just has a hand in them winning it this year.
1: Well, look, let's start with this top of the league, and
0: I'm going to start you, at Liverpool. Then, do you think they're going to hang on? It's looking more and more like it. I think uh, the thing is, they're much better defensively this year than they were last year, and they have a much better keeper this year than they did last year. Uh, if they get knocked out of the Champions League and only have to concentrate on, on the league, it's over. It's it's 100% theirs. Uh, I see. I, I don't know how you can say that. I have to disagree with you. We're at the beginning of February.
1: We've got February. We've got March. And we've got half of April. It's two and a half months of football. Okay? There is only, depending on tomorrow's result, okay, which I actually think could go either way, okay? And we can get into that later. Well, you have a bit of
0: a soft spot for West Ham. I do have a
1: bit of a soft spot for West Ham, and West Ham is in crisis right now. And when teams are, like, desperate, they do try try desperate things, and sometimes they they come out of it. But, you know, depending on uh, if the result tomorrow is a draw or a loss for Liverpool, forget about it. The way I see it is this way. Look, Liverpool has got two and a half months of football to play in the season, Okay. Uh, and i can see them losing two games between now and the final and why because they have to play a kind of more controlled kind of game than they were last year they they definitely cannot go out and go
0: no you're right but they, they, they have can't been, go full but, they, but they've been grinding out those 1-0s this yeah. season yeah
1: and that's that's definitely a, 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 a check a checkmark in their favor um, and, and 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 to be fair to them again Manchester City doesn't look as 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 omnipotent as they are as they also do either, but I do not see Liverpool. I actually see Liverpool. Yeah, they've been grinding games out. They have been. There's a lot of times that they can lose. They they they, they should they should be losing these matches, but they don't. And that that's where we are now. We have to deal with what happened now and what's going to happen in the future, as opposed to what's happened in the past. I still think City's going to catch them.
0: Van Dijk. Oh, possibly player of the year.
1: Yeah, man. Totally, totally. Listen, Liverpool is not where they are without that guy. End of
0: story. And, I
1: I mean, you could put another good defender in there, but the kind of interplay between him and Allison, like Van Dijk is is the quarterback. Like, you know, he, he... he organizes the defense with with with, with the keeper. He's marvelous, and, and not only that, I think at some point this guy is also like he's almost like, and at a young age too, he's like a coach on the field. I mean, watch how he directs his his players. You know what I mean? And no, no very very good. Uh, it would be great to see a defender in this day and age win 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 Player of the Year.
0: That would be awesome. Uh, moving on to second place, Tottenham. With another win this week over the Newcastle team that uh, that just beat City. Dude, you gotta give these guys props. I'm sorry. Okay, they haven't won
1: piss all in what like hundred and five years. Okay. <laughs> Something, Something like, like that. that.
0: They've spursed how many yeah, semifinals? semi semifinals. Yeah.
1: you know, they they've uh, they've kind of you know, but like this is this is a team that has not been playing in their stadium. This is a team that's that, that didn't buy anybody. Okay, over two transfer windows, over now, two so transfer like windows yeah. Um they're they're depleted with injuries, okay. They're 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 basically playing on fumes and they're still managing to to creep out victories. I mean, how long could this last? I don't know. I can't see it lasting that long. But Pocatino's freaking coaching is is marvelous. I don't want to see him end up on Real Madrid next year. But that's looking where he's probably going to be.
0: So, question for you though, because we're saying that he is a great coach, but he hasn't always gotten the results against the teams that are around him. Um, what I, specifically? So let's let's we'll go, a, we'll, yeah. go, we'll go we'll go we'll go back to just the Manchester United versus Tottenham match where Solskjaer seemed to out-tactic him, although yeah. relied heavily on De Gea in in the second half.
1: Yeah, that I mean. You can't say he was out-tactic there. I'm in the sorry. first
0: half, he was.
1: Well, I mean, he was, but, like, man, De Gea had one of the game. That that, that game's going to go down in infamy. That was some of the, the best goaltending I have ever seen. And I want to say this, like we said in, in a pod. The saves that De Gea made were saves of a goalkeeper that – I think saw things coming at him in slow motion. You used to hear about about hockey players saying that they would see the or hockey goalies when when they're in form that they could see the puck the size of a frisbee. He must be seeing this. He must have seen the soccer like ball, ball, like a beach ball. But it was only that. Not only that, like he had this composure to stay still and like always not react, like in a, in a game, almost a game of chicken. So I mean, yeah, I mean. The saves are unbelievable, so you, you got to take, you got to factor that into the thing, because if they win, they're, they're they're even closer.
0: Yeah. Now it was only Newcastle,
1: but no, no, we're talking about the game against Manchester. United. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, Tottenham, Tottenham is. Um,
0: they haven't lost. So they haven't drawn a game yet this season. So this I, is actually a Premiership record.
1: I wish them the best, but I expect the worst.
0: <laughs> you know
1: what I mean. I mean, uh, if they finish second place, or if for some reason City and Liverpool start to kind of crap themselves, and they keep winning, I would be I would be over the moon because I I really like the style of football, uh, and I love his coaching, and I love the way he is as a coach. He motivates players. He's a players' coach. Uh, he he doesn't belittle them. He doesn't humiliate them. Uh, he asks though much of them, and uh, he, you know I, I, I yeah. You know,
0: Manchester City. Any other? Like we commented already on the Newcastle result.
1: I, I, I was really happy for that for for Benitez, and I was happy for Newcastle. Um, I said this about City all year. You know, when everybody was looking at that that long period of time where they only had five goals allowed, and I said oh, that that's not because they have a good defense. I go because I don't think they defend well when they have to defend. I think that that's just you know the fact of their possession game. Yeah. And I think the chickens are coming home to roost. Uh, but that's, let's, let's be clear here. They're alive in the Premiership. They're alive in the, in the Champions League. They're alive in the, in, in in the both League Cups. Cup and in the FA Cup. And, I mean, that takes a lot out of you, man. You can't win every game. So, I mean, let's see. I Listen, all I want at this point... Is I wanted to go down to the wire. Yep.
0: Okay, moving on. Uh, Chelsea bounced back this week after getting just ah. spanked by Burnhameth four 0 and uh, and and throws in a result with uh, a striker who we have absolutely no faith in, but decided to score two goals, uh, Gonzalo Higuain. Uh, I know you've got some stuff to say. Yeah, here. I've got, I've got a
1: lot to say about this. Okay, because there's a couple of things I want. I, I'm really pissed off about about this. Uh, O'Sari came out last week and basically scoriated his players for a couple of weeks, locked them in the room for 50 minutes, told the his assistant coaching staff to leave, and the English media were all over him, saying, "Oh, he can't manage a big club. Well, he can't do this. He can't do that." He can't. I go, these, these guys, these are like the, the, the this is the narrow-minded kind of British supremacy that they have over football. These assholes don't realize that this guy coached Napoli, and not nobody realizes that that club. Is not only big, it is demanding. This is a club that had Maradona in it for Christ's sakes. You know, and, and I watched these guys on EF, ESPN FC talk about him. It was like ridiculous. Okay. And what did he what did what did Saudi do yesterday? His team comes around and, and pops five in okay against Huddersfield, but still, that was a statement. And as far as Heath Wayne goes, Heath Wayne has had his best years under Sari. And they have a very, 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 very good, like almost father-son relationship. So it doesn't surprise me that he produces when he's with them. Now, uh, Chelsea, and if you're a Chelsea fan, you should be grateful that you're in fourth place. Okay, Uh, This guy took over uh, late. If you remember... uh, uh, Conte actually took the first two weeks of, of, of spring training because he still was under contract. So he came in so late. He brought in this thing. Chelsea, by all means, by all the transfers, a new system, everything. They should be in seventh or eighth place. They're in they're in fourth. Okay, so I think they're punching for now. Yeah, they're punching high uh, over their weight. They're in the 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 Europa Cup, and uh,
0: and they're in the uh, the League Cup final actually. So. Yeah.
1: There you go, man. And I mean, take a look at the take a look at the players he's got in terms of a starting eleven. If there's anything I will say about Chelsea,
0: David Luiz.
1: And Ethan Hazard.
0: I would also say Jorginho, who I, he, I you
1: prefer- and I have always had this back and forth. We find ourselves really strange, you know, with with Hazard. There'll be times where you'll defend them against my criticisms, and then you know, I'll find myself defending him against your criticisms. But in hazard, like
0: let's go to Madrid. Like I, yeah, I think yeah. At this point, and if if Chelsea can get like if Chelsea can get like Gareth Bale or whoever, and like a swap, if you could swap him for Isco, is he? Or, yeah, oh, totally. Is he going for like?
1: But he, is he going on a free transfer or will he be? No, going, no,
0: no. He's under contract. Yeah,
1: so like sell him for the hundred million. Sell him because here's the thing about Hazard. Hazard is a gifted player, but Hazard is not the kind of guy. Okay,
0: who's gonna run through a brick wall for you? I, I, I said this to you, he reminds me of Samir Nasri. Yeah, like precisely. There, there's a reason, as much as we all hate Piers Morgan, there's a reason that Piers Morgan referred to him as your mercenary. Yeah, like mercenaries, they don't care. Yeah, moving on, fifth place, finally. Uh, I you got know, questions, d- for you. depending on depending on the City-Arsenal result this afternoon, whether or not uh, Manchester United finally moves up in the table today.
1: Are you finally going to admit that
0: Mourinho was the cancer? I admitted that that last time. Okay. That being said, do I also think that there is still a problem at the ownership side? Yes. Do I still think there is a problem at the players' side? Yes, because it's very clear the players stopped playing for him. Now, whether or not that has anything to do with it. But they're enjoying their football right now under Solskjaer. Um, Marcus Rashford, I know you think Son is the most informed player in, in the premiership right now. I would say Marcus Rashford is. just. Well, I'd
1: based. say he's with them. Yeah, yeah I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. He's, he's scoring really well. Um, I, I think the team is playing really well. And actually, I enjoy them. And uh, they actually have an identity again. You know what I mean, uh, and uh, and uh, I mean I I am kind of rooting for them. I mean, because I think that they make they make English football better when they're better. You know, um, what do you think? Do they got to give Sol Sky the job now? Nope. not yet. Really, not yet. I would be given. I'd be giving him now, but I wouldn't be giving him more than I would give him just a year contract.
0: I wouldn't be announcing it right now. Would I give him the job? Yes. Would I announce it yet? No, wait until they wait until something really good happens. Like not to say that being undefeated 10 in a row is not good, but like say, say they, because they've got city coming up. Yeah. But Steve,
1: he's turned that season around. man. Oh, Oh, easily. They were headed for at least eighth place. Yeah.
0: But what I'm saying is do it, do it at the like most absolute high point that you can, whether that's knocking PSG out of the champions league They've got the derby coming. They've got both the the they've got the North Derby coming up against Liverpool, and they've got the City Derby coming up. Win one of those games, okay. announce it after then, because it, it, optic It's it, for the optics of it. That's you think it's Solskjaer himself that's doing this. Not just Solskjaer. I'd say it's the it is the management team. Um, Phelan's obviously had a had a strong impact. And uh, there's been this funny meme going around on on like all the different Manchester United threads, uh, you know, in like Scooby-Doo when they like remove the mask from the villain and it reveals somebody else. Well, the joke has just been like, it's Solskjaer, it's just a mask and Ferguson's just wearing a Solskjaer mask. Uh, listen, the influence from Sir Alex is more than clear as, as to what's going on. So like, let's, let's be real. It's the first time since he's left the club where he's probably been welcomed to like be at matches because Moyes didn't want him there. Van Hall is a bigger asshole than Mourinho. Yeah. (laughs) And, and clearly Mourinho didn't want him there either. And and it's
1: interesting though with, with, with with Ferguson, the the story is that Solskjaer and Ferguson talk regularly and meet regularly. So there's definitely some kind of tutelage I think going on there.
0: I mean, look, uh, um, I've always so said. My this. question for you then: Do you think you were wrong that he doesn't deserve the job? Because you you were kind no, of adamant I, I, that... no,
1: I, I would have said wait till the end of the season. But ten games, you got to look at this now and say, you know, like I mean, like I said, uh, Mourinho was sabotaging this team, uh, or the players were sabotaging
0: Mourinho. Either
1: well, or... either way, the situation was just un, un, untenable, untenable. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the situation and the way it's it... I really think that they would be down where Everton is right now. if Mourinho was there, yep. and uh, he's turned this team around. And you guys now are like, you guys, you guys are, are talking maybe third place. Quite possible, you yeah. um, know.
0: The curious case of Mesut Ozil at Arsenal. Do you think it's again? We talked earlier about the the disappearance of the number ten with yeah. and Bayern, and Nisco and, and, at Madrid.
1: And to me, there seems to be other a two kind of a two other little factors you must take into consideration. Tactically, uh, he's gone. Uh, I also understand that he's he's a bit of a lazy character, and uh, you know he's quite happy to break in. He's the like highest paid player in the, in the in the Premiership,
0: isn't he? No. No, no, there are a couple of players that are ahead of him.
1: But still. he's making like, what, like, 265,000
0: euros a week. Oh, Sanchez is making like 350.
1: Yeah, but, but still, it's still yeah. 265,000 euros a week to do nothing. You know, who's going to pick up that contract? Okay. Who's going to pick up that contract? No one. So they're stuck with him for better or for worse. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be for worse.
0: Yeah. Uh, any other comments? I know we've only really gone through the top six. Um, I, um,
1: it was really sad for Burnley to kind of uh, uh,
0: choke. choke a, a,
1: well, they played a, they, a very, it. They very, very courageous.
0: It was, a f- it was a fair result to both yeah. teams.
1: Courageous, yeah. courageous uh, performance. Um, I hope West Ham uh, climbs out of the, this little bit of, um, of crisis. But maybe you know they're, they're, there's something rotten there, man. Uh, if we scroll down to the table. Um, well, I mean Fulham unfortunately oh Wolves what a great team to watch they are they're a freaking great to team to watch man uh I have to say maybe they might be my favorite team to watch this year
0: uh, I actually think how that bottom three looks now with Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield is what the bottom three is going to look like at the end of the season. Yeah,
1: that's. I, I think you're pretty safe at that one. I think that the other teams are going to... Uh, it would be great uh, for Newcastle. Oh, I did want to ask, uh, what do you think of this this purchase by Newcastle with Alm- Almiron from Atlanta?
0: Awesome. I'm a big fan of the player. Do I think it's going to work in England? I'm not so certain. I yeah. think he would have been better off going to Italy or Spain. It's a strange purchase, don't you think? Like, I mean, this is Newcastle. We're talking about like, I, didn't, mean, just, I, I bet like if what, I had to even bet I, Rafa Benitez probably went to his own bank account to make this purchase. Like, what it like it
1: 35 million, 20, just 20, 20 million. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I mean, like he seems a lot, like he doesn't seem like a striker that would be able to assert his authority in that league. I think that he would have been better off if he
0: had gone to Spain or Italy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, uh, Newcastle really doesn't need another strike. Like Rondon has played well. Uh, Iose Perez has played well. Newcastle needs a, an owner. <laughs> yeah, like, go out and get an owner.
1: I mean, like, like because I mean, like, listen. I mean, like, you know, that that's it. Like, you know, come up with a new project.
0: Yeah. Um, also, just wanted because the FA Cup was played uh pretty recently Sportsnet did something pretty cool that, that we were actually really happy about. About time it's, guys. It's, it's it's not often you'll hear Heads up, Julian yeah. kind of praise uh, a national sports broadcaster, but uh to be able to kind of switch between all the different games like they did during the during the FA Cup uh, it, was great. It, it,
1: but I mean, let me ask you this. When you look at the broadcasting teams at Sportsnet versus the broadcasting team from TSN and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the, the Canadians.
0: Three.
1: we'll talk, well, no, we'll just talking the Canadians. Okay. Well, the, the way, you know, the Canadian content in terms of the commentary coming out of sports, with uh, Ticchio, um, uh, Forrest and, um, the, 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 Welsh fellow I came from, always forget his name.
0: Uh, James Sherman. Sherman. Okay.
1: Compared to what comes out of the TSN broadcast with those salamis so i kind of like wasn't surprised
0: the guys on sportsnet they're quality guys but even but i'm not even talking about that part yeah like is the fact that sportsnet went out and did and, something and did something with the
1: with the FA cup uh, well i just wish they would do this all the time and i hope they follow it up at the end and i hope they show us the final you know that and we're not on sportsnet world yeah, and then we have to go running around looking for the final because to me that's one of the greatest. Uh, after the Champions League, the FA Cup final is one of the best days of football on the calendar.
0: I would say the champion, the, the the championship final.
1: I, I, I love the FA Cup. The, I used to watch it as a kid all the time, and I, I, I think that that is one of the best trophies to the, play for.
0: The richest game in – what do they call it? The richest game in all of football is the playoff final – from the for the for promotion from the championship to the premiership, yeah. Sorry, that's I'll, a good game. I'll
1: take the FA Cup any day, man. And nobody wants the FA Cup anymore, but I do because I think that's a very, very important trophy. Well, certain, it's about tradition.
0: Certain teams want to win trophies, certain teams don't yeah. want to win trophies. Um, so uh, that about wraps it up for us here yeah, a little bit today. of a
1: benign week i mean a lot of good things going on a lot of great results but uh it's been a benign week and we kind of want to end this early because we want to watch the second half of the match uh what's the score now i think it's two it's one. still at
0: half so it's, it's a half, half
1: yeah. yeah we want to catch the second half of the match and uh tell your friends follow us on twitter and, and uh, facebook facebook and... and keep those discussions going love them love them guys.
0: Yeah. All right. Have
1: a good one, everybody. Ciao.